You're listening to Podhaven. I'm clapping really tiny right next to my microphone right now. Little claps, little claps enhance your life with them. There's a there's a problem. There's a problem. There's, oh, yeah, no. there's a problem. There's a real problem in our lives. Uh, so what I've been it? stabbed. Oh. oh, that's a shame. Is it uh, oh. Malcolm Soundsbury? No, he, he's it's... a bugger for that. Yeah, but this one's Gundam Tanaka from Danganronpa Two. Gundam Tanaka from said... Danganronpa Two stabbed you with some sort of bladed yeah. implement, presumably. No, he he said that he'd stab me with a gun. Remember. Oh yeah, sure. Ah, he he stabbed you with a gun. I thought. Yeah, I, he stabbed I me with a gun. Remember him saying "shot." I guess I must have just auto-corrected it in my memory. Yeah. I mean, it takes yeah. some effort to stab someone with a gun. Was it sharpened in some way? No, he's just really good. Oh, he wow. just he thrust it with so much force that it just pierced flesh. I guess on impact. Yeah, I mean, luckily got, that's got to be painful. Luckily, I'm an eldritch monstrosity as established a few episodes ago. It's kind of so, you see, now it's coming in handy. You're welcome. Um, but the thing is that he's annoyed because we haven't talked about the rest of the war on the moon still. Uh, True. But Astrid's not here. Yeah. And Astrid and was, like, integral to the war on the moon. Yeah, in, in fact, one third of the war on the moon, only Astrid was present for. Yeah. Like, exactly a third, which is odd. Yeah, I know. It was weird, because you and me went to, um... You and me went to get a Costa. Yeah. I'm amazed that there, we actually managed to find one. Yeah. Uh, nothing else seems... Nothing else on the moon, seemingly, but, uh... Just one Costa that happened to one, be very close to where we were. One Costa, three Starbucks, and a prep. <laughs> There's always a prep. There's Bandage always a Pratt. Uh, and in this case, it was on the moon. Yeah. Uh, more's the pity. But, uh, um. yeah, this is kind of awkward, because Astrid's not here to tell the story. No, we've got um, we've got the new um, Giga Western Astrid. An evolved form of Hyper Northern Josh. Yeah, it's you, you. You just mark that in your flow charts, everybody. It's going to get a bit confusing. Wait, there's a lot to keep track of here. I've just realised something. You guys have never recorded something together, have you? Uh, no, it's no. the first time. Huh. That's fine. <laughs> that was all you had to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I just. It was. It was just, it was just a statement of fact. <laughs> yeah. And now we're all aware. Tune in next time on the Indie Haven podcast for more of Elodie's. <laughs> Uh, stated facts. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new bit. It's the new bit that we do. Elodie uh, just makes a statement of something that is provably true, and then uh, deriving uh, nothing from the it. Non- <laughs> uh, yeah, has no- has nothing particularly to say about it, but just thought you should be made aware. Uh, it's a public service, really. Uh huh. So, I mean, I've been stabbed, it's fine. We got some stuff to talk about this week on the Indie Haven Podcast video game podcast. Yeah. Um, 
with me, your host, Elodie Cunningham, your favourite friend, joined by your favourite friends. Your favourite friends. Hello, it's it's I am I am the Josh one. Rivers. Yes. Surname. The river. The the river Josh. Here's me. The I'm the river Josh. I'm a body of water now. Haha. <laughs> it's quite Josh a joke. Josh rivers wider than a mile. Don't <laughs> please don't cross me in style someday. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's your your favouritest of the friends. It's Martin Brisey. I am well, the spirit of discovery in the west. Well, fucking <laughs> two episodes, and was you it, think you it? own the shop. Yeah, well, you know, the, the, they, they don't want to lead with all the best ones. They want to keep them, you know, tease it out as a trickle. Presumptuous. Are you, are you <laughs> host three or four? Do we have Holly on before or after you? I think I'm fairly sure we had, yeah, because we had uh, uh, Northern Astrid. That's why we weren't yes. hyper northern. Like that yeah. was the progression. Yeah, I was yes. hyper northern job. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. which means that your your host number five. Oh. Yeah, because yeah. you're. So it would go. I'm host number one. Yeah. Astrid's host number two. Even though Josh goes second usually in the the like list. Astrid I'm will fire me if the I don't say the third person. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, so Josh is three, uh, Holly's four. You're five, Martin. Okay, yeah, so, that makes sense. So, I mean, <laughs> I we had that one into we had that one interview with um, Wajosh from Sea of Greed. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if the, do we count it as? I think we should say he's honorary host. Well, it's not. That was a that was explicitly a guest for the purposes of an interview. Yeah, so, but it aren't like, guests like we still were, honorary we were ho- hosts. We were hosting. I mean, we could we could get them the host when they turn up. We could just say, "Yeah, we don't want to do it this episode. Uh, you figure it out." <laughs> yeah. Okay. Make it good. Because I'll be upset. Make it good, right. or we will ne- have you hanged. We have that Next power. Time... We're the Indie Haven podcast. We have that power. <laughs> Next time we have an interview. Uh, I am actually going to make them just host the podcast instead, <laughs> even if they've never listened to it. No pressure. That, it's, yeah. it's a fun social experiment to see what they think the show is. I mean, I mean, you have to, to be fair, before they come on, they never listen to it. They're not allowed. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, if you're I might aware of a, who um... we are, we don't fucking want anything to do with you. <laughs> I might have a uh, I might have a potential interview lined up. Can't say anything committal at this point oh. because we haven't fully hashed it out. But there's yeah. two of them, so I mean they could theoretically carry it. <laughs> Just get them to do the entire show. Yeah, <laughs> we don't even talk. Uh, so indie game news because Astra is not here to stop us from doing indie this. game news. <laughs> yes, that is a point. Uh. So, Josh, do you want do you want to lead on this? Oh, one? I'd quite like the lead on this one because, um, uh, talking of stuff we've started uh, discussing in previous podcasts, uh, some some people made an interesting decision, uh, and I find myself slightly perplexed. So, the PUBG people are suing Fortnite now. I mean. So, to be fair, to mm-hmm. be fair to to 
um, blue anus and them, um, uh, and and uh, the unknown man, uh, the one you don't know. Uh, to be fair to them, you make them sound like the just the uh, shittest superheroes. Uh, <laughs> to be fair to them. At least this has shown they are less cowardly than we thought last time we talked about them. I mean, I've got to be honest, like, framing it that way gives this whole situation just horrible super seducer vibes for me. I I would like to think that they didn't do it just to prove to everybody that they would. (laughs) But, I mean... Can I really consider them above that based on their previous behaviour? Yeah, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> just, just to just to catch people up before they were um, suing some tiny little uh, Asian, East Asian companies. Were they Chinese or am I getting it mixed up? I think they were Chinese mobile uh, yeah. uh, games yeah, mo- that were, in fairness, very clearly trying to be PUBG. But, yeah, but I mean, prob- it ain't hard. The, the, yeah, that was what I was about to say. The yeah. problem there is that PUBG is so visually indistinct. When you bought all of your assets from a storefront, mm. and uh, like, like you can buy assets, like you can use them, like fuck, change something, something, anything, like just change something with, with with your vast amount of money you've made off this fucking game. Get an artist. When your entire concept is literally built upon free mod for an existing game, yes. you've only got a certain amount of artistic yeah. moral high ground you can adopt here. A, fr- a free mod that you then charge a billion, billion pounds for, right? Really expensive for what it is, yeah. Considering, too, that Fortnite Battle Royale is free. Yeah, unless you go on mobile where it it's inexplicably free and last time I checked had no microtransactions or anything. Huh. Seems like the opposite <laughs> of what you would expect to happen. Like, is it maybe just yeah. there to generate interest in, like, a PC version? Is, is the mobile version Like, Are they banking functional? on, like, people not really wanting yeah, mobile times so. all that much and <laughs> thinking maybe it is better if I get it on the, the big ones? So, so what we what we can learn about this is that they're fucking weird, is what they are. They're a fucking weird company. Certainly make fucking, weird petty. fucking decisions. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, getting into it, they are suing. Um, they're suing Epic Games, which is, I yeah. mean, that's definitely punching above their weight. Mm-hmm. But they're suing Epic Games for using the concept of a battle royale. Which wasn't theirs no. in the first place. Yeah. This is like if um this is like if the guy who wrote um Battle Royale the book started um trying to sue the Hunger Games woman. Yeah, I mean, kind of, yeah. Yeah, like it has it has similarities but you can't you can't sue you people. You can't copyright over... a genre. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just like that's just, that's not a good idea even. Even as like, arguably the pioneer of a at least a specific conception of a genre, um, you can then claim that you have exclusive rights to that. It's 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 not particular systems or artistic assets we're talking about here. It's 
the vague concept of Battle Royale, and that's not something you can copyright. I mean, to be honest, it's just kind of, like, it's not... If I'm surprised about anything with this, it's the fact that nobody fucking stopped them. Like, I'm not necessarily alarmed that this has happened so much. I mean, like, I like I was I was shocked that that like they actually went through with it, and as I say, nobody like turned to another person and thought, "Isn't this kind of like career suicide?" It, it does yeah, feel like, like one of those things that should never have gotten past the idea stage. Like somebody somewhere yeah, like, should have put a stop to it before then. Because, well, I mean, like they've been they've been saying they were considering legal action before. And really, like, since then, it's kind of just betrayed that, like, in terms of attitude, like, they may have made a better product. Like, I guess, I mean, like, like, yeah, it is still using assets that they have bought, that they've just cobbled together in a thing, based off of a pre-existing formula that the guy had already done. But it has an executable file, <laughs> and at, at a base level, does function as a game that can be enjoyed by people. So they may have made a better quality product, but in terms of attitude, they are just another fucking hack on Steam. Just an, like another fucker who's just put a bunch of pre-made assets together and just has like deluded beliefs about what they are owed by the industry and by other people do you know what this is like if that fucking this is like if that guy who um that australian man who did the uh the shitty um like asset flips and then started um the homophobic one or yeah Calling yeah, the people one... homophobic slurs and yeah, the one like the that. one who uploaded the same fucking thing under like hundreds of different names in the end, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, it's like if one of his things got really popular. Yeah, it's like like <laughs> one of those people, but they actually had a measure of success. Yeah, like with them, but with some baseline level of competence, which yeah. almost makes it worse in many ways. I mean, that's the aim of the, the way they do this, isn't it? They want to yeah. keep throwing as many things at the wall as possible in the hope that something will stick and make them some money. And I've never... And like and in this case, does, I mean, like, does, the, but, yeah. the guy's been brought on as a consultant for stuff like H1Z1, apparently. I think What's that was the game. he consulting on? I don't uh, know, like, he sorry. made the mod, the Armour 2 mod that was popular, and then when that kind of lost popularity, because actual games about it were coming out, uh, people went, he's done it a thing. Let's have him consult on a thing for a bit. I don't know the details. I was just looking into the history of the game. Yeah? Josh? Yeah? What the fuck is a Z? (laughs) You big yank. (laughs) I didn't even... I've been in America long enough. It did not even occur to me that that was weird. I've got to be honest. I've I've not heard it... The name said in England speak. So just... That... No, that's bad. Coming I've out owned of my mouth. Uh, <laughs> there's H1Z1, Dragon Ball Z. You uh, can get in the. F- you can jog merrily into the fucking ocean with that. 
<laughs> I'm gonna keep calling it Dragon Ball Z. Now. You can that's, call that's the letter whatever you want. Like you, you can't beat the zeitgeist on this. All right. Yeah, I can. <laughs> well, what was the? What were we saying about the fucking? You ruining the podcast. <laughs> I have no idea how hard I was holding my hand over my mouth, but I'll laugh out loud there. <laughs> Why would you do this to us? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a Bulbasaur plush where if you squeeze its foot, it says Bulbasaur. It just, it just natters <laughs> incessantly to the detriment of the show. <laughs> when you press the button on the foot, it ruins podcasts. <laughs> it'll, it'll be the absolute end of you. Yeah, no, but I mean, we were we were dunking on me for saying Dragon Ball Z, so I just kind of wanted to throw us off a bit. Well, what you've done there uh, is you foolishly brought up again the thing that we were circling you for. back around. <laughs> so, um, uh, was it worth I mean, it? Is there anything else to say really about the PUBG thing? I mean, uh, it's a story. I, mean, I can't kind of wait for it to blow up in their faces. Uh, I feel like the whole story is the headline with it. You, you see, yeah, the PUBG like, guys are suing the Epic, are suing Epic Games. They, oh, you know exactly why that's happening and how it's going to end. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's a it's a fun headline, but like, you know, talk to me again if they win. You know, because <laughs> otherwise we all more or less have an expectation of how this is going to play out. Yeah, it's a fun headline, but it's also slightly existentially horrific. Yeah. I mean, they're not the first fucking developer developer to issue spurious lawsuits, obligatory Jim yeah. Sterling reference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they're quite but possibly it's the biggest... It's odd for it to happen at this level, but... yeah. It's... But the thing is that it just seems like it's, it's a developer who was pretty much on the same level as those people. Maybe a little bit higher. Sorry, I hiccuped. Oh, maybe a little <laughs> bit higher. Hmm. Uh, but like, it's like someone, someone who isn't prepared for it was suddenly elevated massively. I was about to say, I think they mm-hmm. may have had a bit of a heated gaming moment. Yeah, like it is yeah. comparable, I think, to that situation with certain YouTubers who have been like elevated to a certain level of like public awareness, to where like they're. Like, they've not been trained in how to deal with that level of scrutiny. Like, they don't know how to act. Like, they yeah. they don't know, they have no idea how to carry themselves in that situation. And, like, their, their success has kind of outpaced their ability to handle it appropriately, I guess. Psychologically, it must be weird, because you go from effectively nothing to a massive success almost overnight, and mm. that can make you lose perspective on things quite easily. Like the, yes. like the Flappy Bird fella. <laughs> yeah. The Flappy that, Bird That was a thing. Do you, re- do you remember all the stuff that happened around that, Josh? I wasn't really paying attention to Flappy Bird. 
Yeah, well, the 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 guy, he's everything suddenly blew up. He was suddenly having so much money put into his bank accounts. He had had all this stress with people trying to interview him and shit. Mm-hmm. And he eventually he just took the game off. Huh. Uh, and then there was this whole fucking thing where people were selling phones with Flappy Bird installed iPhones, where you couldn't just get an APK or something. It became like a, a PT situation where people were, were yeah, it's, inflated prices yeah. just by having the game on there. It's fascinating that Flappy Bird became the PT of the mobile market. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. One time I got like over 100 in the score on that. <laughs> Fantastic. I think I it for five minutes once. <laughs> your, your medal's in the post. <laughs> well, in any in any case, I think that's probably it for what we can say about Pubug for the moment. Pubug, we'll yeah. Come, we'll come back to it when like anything of interest happens again, because I don't know yeah. what more can happen other than the only thing that will be worth remarking more than um, just um, this happened. That's it, and not really talking about it is yeah. if they actually win the lawsuit, and then it. Yeah, be if they actually incredible. win, this becomes a story again. Yeah, uh, and sets a terrifying fucking precedent in the process. But yeah, I mean, the until most then, I think we're all kind of content to just assume. Yeah, I mean, I can yeah. see it. It's one of those. Things. It depends what they're driving. For. I can see it becoming a situation where it is driven by one developer's role, which is what it feels like. Mm. And they go to court, and a lawyer tells them you have to settle. So they settle for a bunch of money, and it's never heard from again. And that is probably how it's going to go, or they drop the lawsuit, or whatever the situation is. Point being that it never sees a courtroom, because I don't understand why a lawyer would back them on that way. And it cannot be good for their reputation. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I think maybe, like, it's also entirely possible that they've gone into this, like, on the on the more cynical end of possible explanations. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, in, it's entirely plausible that they've gone to this with the flawed belief that any publicity is good publicity. Like, the, the aim was not necessarily to win, it was just to, like, a sort of Josh. ham-fisted attempt to dominate the Josh. conversational zeitgeist. Josh! Again. Josh. What? Josh. Publicity. <laughs> Fuck me with a pine cone at midnight. The secret is out. It's, no. it's out. We, we can never unknow this now. Well, it's forbidden knowledge. It's forbidden knowledge that we're not supposed the, to have, but now we do. The... What's going to be the implications of this? Tune in next time to find out on the next episode. <laughs> Of we know this things about concepts. This is the tide pod of concepts. It's good. I said it's so, the forbidden fruit. The f- of... uh, yeah, yeah. You should you should forbid fruit sometimes if it's. I mean, some fruit. Literally fucking stupid. Some I've... fruit stuff was there. I've got some grapes in my room. Excellent. Shall we do the next topic? (laughs) (laughs) I love this podcast with my best friends, Josh and... uh... The other one. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was trying to remember the name. Gig, Giga Western Astrid. Giga, Giga Western Astrid. Uh, before oh, we start the no, podcast... No, no, sorry. Giga Western Asteroid. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, before we start the podcast, um, Astrid showed up in the chat to say hi before getting back to the stuff that she's got to do. Yeah. Uh, and I accidentally be. misspelled her name. A-S-S-T-R-U-I-D. And then we kind of realised that it was basically Asteroid, which I love. Should be a D&D class. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to hold her for a minute, so the the next thing I want to talk about, mm-hmm. this isn't so much news um, as I went to the MCM comic convention uh, on my birth on my birthday on Friday last week. On the day uh, of your birth in the year of our Lord, twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen, yeah. Twenty eighteen. Uh, <laughs> and kind of going around there, it made me realise how. Um, how completely different our culture in relation to indie games is than like Japan's culture around yeah. indie games because at our MCM or our comic convention style thing yeah uh it's basically some bigger creators lots of places selling tap yeah and uh like an area of um like independent artists and things. Yeah. Whereas in Japan, their comic art and things like that, it's almost all uh, independent artists and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have a bunch of indie games that you just go and buy for cheap, the uh, the disc version of them. Huh. Uh, so what, what it made me think of while I was going around MCM was that wouldn't how how could they integrate that into um is that something we could do here i mean there's nothing stopping us it's just that the bigger people i presume have more money to pay for floor space yeah i mean why isn't that also true in japan there are just as many at least major games companies there yeah, uh, I mean, there's also there's places like the artist Sally and stuff, and there's a bunch of places around the place other than that with um independent artists of different varieties, mostly mm. visual and like written stuff. But it's just, I guess it's um, I guess it might be partially because there's such an expectation to be able to play the game at the event now here I guess because I mean I don't think that's really part of um, like Japanese conventions and things uh, you don't really you might, they might have like a little computer playing a demo rig of their game maybe mm-hmm. but mostly you just go around and buy a bunch of uh, tiny doujin games and then play them later and it just seems like a um just seems I just can't really imagine it in a well, it uh, might it might be that that's kind of like what they're supposed to be for like is to like draw attention to a bunch of stuff that you wouldn't necessarily have seen otherwise because you know they've got fucking marketing departments 
and this event mm. is for like stuff that you may not see anywhere else and that's the draw and then at some point like that concept maybe got lost in translation like yeah. somewhere along the line missed the point and decided ah, we need big things now we are doing I, it in an England I suppose the uh the kind of the conventional wisdom on that is that the big thing the conventional wisdom yay that <laughs> 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 uh, the, the, the big players will draw in audiences who will then discover new things by virtue of being like geographically in the same location I guess uh, I so guess I don't really know how true that is in practice though that's not generally well, certainly been not my true in practice if they basically get a little room to themselves of stuff you've never heard of. Yeah, and then everything, and then everything else is the stuff that's supposed to draw attention to that. <laughs> uh, it's it's just um, I just find it up because there's the huge bit of um the huge artist Sally bit, and then all the other scattered stuff. It's pretty near to this massive bit of Nintendo stuff, mm-hmm. which even weirder. The Nintendo stuff there now, they don't bother to bring anything to sell. Well, they literally, they just bring, like, regs of the games and things. Hmm. You can't buy any of the games there, you can just play them. Well, Nintendo, Nintendo hates been... selling you stuff. Yeah, they've yeah, also been weirdly but... stubborn about that. But that's kind of a thing I've I've noticed more recently, is that that's been happening a lot with a lot of the game companies that go to these things. Mm-hmm. It's that they stop selling games there. They just let you play a game. Are they which thought, is really weird. Are they structured the more way like, the industry's yeah. gone, you'd think it'd be the other way around. Yeah. yeah. It feels more like they're structured more like press events than public events. Yeah, which, yeah. I mean, I That's would the understand thing. Like that. They, they decided they wanted another press event and they mm. saw an opportunity, they all jumped on it and for yeah. some reason, I guess, Japan got out unscathed despite having both Konami and Square Enix. I don't know very much about the uh, gaming press culture in Japan, so I couldn't really say, but I would guess there's probably a difference there in their reporting styles and their contact kind of the, the, the kind of way they okay, maintain their contacts. If I had to kind of just hazard a guess mm. that might work, so uh, hard to say though. Uh, I think part of it is that... Um... The whole culture around Japanese indie games is very different in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, doujin games tend to... Really popular ones start out... Sim- you alright, Martin? Yeah, sorry, just bearing with you. That's fine, I thought you were laughing. <laughs> <laughs> doujin games! <laughs> Hilarious! <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking, what the heck? It's a hilarious comedy joke on this great moth. Oh, God. (laughs) On this great moth. Sorry, there was a moth all of a sudden, and it really distracted me. Oh, idea for the podcast, right? Right, right. Okay, so record it. We record the podcast, and we put individual recordings, complete recordings, on tiny, tiny little thumb drives. We tie it to moths. (laughs) And we fly it all around the country, and that's the only way people can listen to it. And now it creates a kind of fun Nintendo-style artificial scarcity. Uh, is, yeah. is, the, is this a disruptive new podcast solution that you've come I, up with? I, I think it's going to change the. Are world. we going to disrupt the blockchain? With our I think it might work better mods. if we had more than more than like an average of um, 
30 listeners in our first month or so on each episode of the podcast. Uh, which which does generally expand over time, but I mean, yeah. uh, it would. Do you think? I don't know if it would drive up the the one too much when we've already not got a but massive amount. Of maybe you make those thirty listeners feel more special. Hmm? I'm sure Thank they it. feel special anyway. Uh, True. <laughs> do you feel special, Martin? Considering you're the second. I will take that fucking crown. Yes, I do feel special. I've been on two episodes. That's great. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dojin games. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of very popular Dojin games start in much the same way. Um, but some of them end up like becoming almost AAA games in having loads of remakes and re-releases and stuff, like mm. proper published ones. Like uh, Corpse Party, which I've talked about on here before, and then there's things like Cave Story and um, all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff like that. All started in that way and then got bigger. Um, and it feels like there's much more of a uh, a consistent indie game culture in Japan. It hasn't, like, like here, I think we had a little bit of that back in um, back when, like home console, no consoles, home computers. Mm-hmm. Back when people just made games, put them on cassettes, and sold them. Uh, I think that could have resulted in a similar like culture around indie games, if it hadn't just stopped mm-hmm. at some yeah. point. Because the thing is, it didn't stop in Japan. Whereas here, it just indie games just kind of stopped, and then started again. In the more digital sort of period. Yeah, I mean, it's it's when so we... digital distribution has a lot to have contributed in quite a lot of ways to both of those things, like both the decline and the rise again of that. Because um, when digital distribution yeah. starts to really, really grow, the idea that you would buy games on CDs, people were starting to kind of start to accept that that was going to die. It wasn't at that point yet, like when Steam first appeared, for example, you know, people were like, oh yeah, this is convenient. Mm-hmm. But uh, everyone's internet was too shit to make the most of it. And <laughs> um, and then, but, but there was a kind of an idea kind of generally lingering on the horizon that, that it was going to replace CDs and DVDs as the main driver of sales, and they were that was accurate. Uh, but then, of course, you've got things like Steam Greenlight and the ship show that come. Um, well, uh, Steam Direct. <laughs> direct now. No. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The, the, the shit phoenix that emerged from the shit ashes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I need a minute. <laughs> uh, I don't really remember the context, but I remember our initial discussion of the shitness of um, Steam Direct was. Um, that it was a cool Pokemon scat pile, which I don't really remember <laughs> how that came about, but that was something. <laughs> but I mean, again, with the with that the opening of those doors there, and I mean, their complete lack of quality control notwithstanding, it did mm. give people the idea that there could be another avenue for these indie games. It's uh, Steam Direct. They do offer those options, and Steam Direct less so now. Mm. 
But you've got then you've got people like Nintendo, uh, Nintendo, or just being Nintendo as always. And Sony have kind of caught on some of that, are making a lot of the same mistake Steam did, but they're still kind of boosting the profile of indie games as a concept, and it, it remains to be seen. Yeah when that bubble's going to burst, because it inevitably will, the way it's growing. I just find it an interesting kind of yeah. interplay with the way that the digital distribution both appearing and then replacing uh, old methods has kind of led to this weird valley moon thing. Sorry, I'm not good before. <laughs> no, it's fine, I understand. But I just, mm-hmm. what it makes me wonder is if... um. If the whole culture that we had of um, people just making games and selling them on cassettes just because they wanted to do it, Mm. that we had for a bit, if that culture hadn't died out, if it had been fostered like the culture in Japan of making games and selling them at conventions and things never died out, whether we would have much more of a... um, a culture of selling physical mm. copies of indie games at events yeah. and things. Well, where physical copies were still a cost-effective way of doing things, maybe. Uh, because if you had an avenue like a Japanese-style convention for selling those, they would probably still have some life in them. Yeah, well, that's what that's what I mean, is that uh, where in Japan it never died out, um, they retained the uh, the infrastructure to support the market whereas um here where we had that big gap in between when people made them for commodores and things yeah and uh and then digital distribution and there was just that gap of not really indie games being a thing um it's made it so that we just don't have that infrastructure if people wanted to start doing it you can only really make a, a physical copy of an indie game now in the West if you're something like Undertale and yeah. get get an actual um like deal with a publisher to make a special edition physical copy of your game. It was just, it was just something that I thought while I was walking uh, around. There's a, there's a very, it's a very interesting question, and uh, I guess it's kind of interesting that it should come up now. I've actually got a, a special guest with me in the studio who might be able to answer a couple of uh, potential queries on that. Okay. Uh, do you mind if I bring him in now? Uh, sure, that's fine. Okay, I'm, I'm bringing him in. Come, come in. <clears throat> Hello, everyone on the Indie Haven podcast. I'm Mo Farah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I thought it was I thought it was Malcolm Soundsbury, but it's so far, all right. Hello, no, Mo. I'm not Malcolm Soundsbury, not this time. It is a different person. <laughs> it is me. I am the athlete Mo Farah. Eat you your doing, breakfast. That's the catchphrase. Are you doing your McDonald's arms right now? <laughs> I'm. I may be. What's it to you? What's it? Aren't very healthy though. I thought well, you were that, all that, that healthy. Sound, that sounds like your problem. <laughs> Eat your breakfast. <laughs> What's so Mo Farah. Yes. Mo Farah. Um, I understand you, you have some questions for me yeah, about the state what, of the uh, uh, economy of indie games. What do you think about the differing culture between indie games in Japan and the West? 
Well, of course, we could speculate endlessly how things could have turned out if uh, certain cultural aspects uh, were preserved rather than having sort of fallen by the wayside, possibly in likes of in the light of the uh, the crash that video games experienced uh, around the time that possibly saw it kind of fall away from the mainstream a little more and put, ring, may ring. potentially have set back the course ring, of indie ring. games quite a while ring, by ring. itself. However, ring, ring. with new Bifrost ring, technology, ring, ring. I can travel between ring, the realms ring. and there's ring, not ring. any of you can do to stop ring, me. Ring. I'm going to do it right now. Ring, I'm ring. Mo Farah. Bye. Ring, ring. Then Mo Farah could be anywhere. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Someone gonna answer that? Ring, ring. Ring, ring. I mean, I'd answer the phone, ring, ring. but Mo Farah's just travelled to Niflheim now. Ring, ring. And I don't ring, think ring. I've got it in me to deal with anyone else today. Ring, uh, ring. I understand Mo Farah's a bit handsome. Ring, ring. I mean, like, if I'm if I'm being honest with you, ring, ring. He's like he's the third athlete ring, ring. today who's done this. I can't answer it because um, because during the course of the podcast, uh, Gundam Tanaka from Dagger Robber Two is like chopped my arms off, so I've got to wait for those to regrow. So I can't really pick up the phone right now. Just kick it, yeah, or knock it off with your chin. Ray, Ray. I'm okay. I'm kicking Ray the phone Ray. into the sun now. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I'm, like, I was I was gonna like not talk about this, but I've got to be like this real problem I'm having in my life with famous sports personalities deciding they're going to travel between the nine realms. Oh look, it's it's, it's becoming I mean, it, it, an it, issue. It can't all be for training purposes. Not all of the nine realms no. are suitable for training. I think like, it, it, might it just was be the, like um... Serena Williams did it a week ago. We thought that'd be the end of it. No, Federer went. Dare we hope that it is confined to tennis? Nope. Bloody Wayne Rooney. A couple of days after that. I didn't like it when Ray- uh, Wayne Rooney was here. That was uncomfortable. He Conor McGregor's going- next. You can feel it in the air. Wayne Rooney kept going on about onions having layers. He wants to fight Cert. <laughs> yeah. He's convinced Ragnarok's real and that he has to be the one to stop it. And I've Oops. told him, look, you can't go and fight Cert. You will burn to death in that kind of it. It's the temperatures are too high for mortal men to survive. Conor he's a McGregor, stubborn man. He's, just he's a, a stubborn, stubborn man. man. I, like, I lost count of how many times I've told him this. Conor McGregor, on pain of death, you will not travel to Muspelheim and fight the Lord of the Fire Giants. But he won't have it. He's just like, uh, I'm gonna travel wherever I bloody well want, because I'm Conor McGregor. Eat your breakfast! <laughs> I think someone might be impersonating Conor McGregor and Mo Farah. I've got to be honest, I did think it was odd that they sounded identical to each other, and yet nothing like either of them. Yeah, that that was something. Uh, I think Wayne Rooney actually was Wayne Rooney, because, I mean... Wayne, Wayne Rooney might well have been Wayne Rooney, and he's welcome to it. I mean, uh, the thing is that Wayne Rooney is actually Shrek. Like, they're one and the same person. I that is the joke. No, it's I not a joke. I suspected. I didn't know for sure. It's actually the same person, so he does come around here a lot and tries to offer me onions, because that's kind of his thing. 
Yeah, Shrek was an onion salesman. Uh, which, is, yeah. which is why he was constantly trying to play up their depth. Oh, hey, Wayne Rooney's here. Um, he's just brought me a new phone. Hello, Good. it's me, Wayne Rooney. Get out, Miss Womp. <laughs> I'm going to leave now, donkey. He's gone now. He brought me a new phone. Ring, 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 well, ring. That, that was ring, 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 ring. Well, at this ring. point, I fully believe that Wayne Rooney ring, just ring. jumped into the sun, pulled the old phone out, and brought it back, and this is the same fucking ring. He's ring, doing it just to hurt you at this point. Ring, ring. I mean, your arms should have grown back by now. We've had an entire yeah, conversation, okay, so pick it up. the phone. Hello, it's me, Democrat! Oh, what an unexpected twist. I'm funding you again, because... What an, what an unexpected plot development, much like in David Cage's new game, Detroit. Yes, my new game, Detroit! <laughs> Guys, what if I robot? <coughs> Robots! With emotions. So many emotions. I'm I'm never going. Guys, what if I robot but with more washing dishes? <laughs> uh, I'm David Kaiser. I prefer I prefer AI, artificial intelligence. So we what know AI? Do, but unfortunately, it's just humans here at the moment. Yeah, so so what you might AI want to leave and find some AIs. No, I, I mean, I prefer the I prefer the film. AI, the, the movie AI, artificial intelligence. Well, who by... wouldn't? It had Jude Law, I think it was. Yes, it was he was Jude the sex Law. robot. He was in a it. some sort him. of prostitute, and there was a bit in it with a man. Uh, there was at least one, um, possibly more. I am, I'm, I have it on good authority that there was at least one man in the film. Mm, at least, yeah. Uh, there may have been more than one, but I cannot confirm or deny that. Hmm. So it's me, Devikaja. You haven't seen me since the war on the moon where you thought me dead. I'm Devikaja. You probably didn't talk about that bit yet. Uh, but now I've released my game Detroit. Um, and it's very good. And I just want to advertise here, I'm Devikaja. <laughs> well, lovely. Have you played it, Josh? Oh, God, no. I don't want to just have my time wasted forever. But Josh, I thought we were married. You've thought that for quite a while, and you've thought so incorrectly, as I have frequently pointed out. Aww. At this point, you've no one to blame but yourself. I'm David Cars. <laughs> mm, you are, now fuck off. <laughs> Beep. I put the phone down. Beep. Good. All right, so the next <laughs> next thing on the docket. Yeah, we've got an entire other news story now. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. they had more to go. The hits just I'm... keep coming. Yeah. Um. So much like David Cage's new game, Detroit. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, hell. So, so Steam did a thing. Steam did a thing. Yeah. Uh, I talk, That's one I talk, way of putting it. Yeah, I talked a little bit about it in a video that I made. Um, mm-hmm. And also, obligatory Jim Sully mentioned did, a, mm, did yes. a video on this situation as well. So I'm going to link both of those things in the description. Hey. Which, I haven't linked things in the description for a bit, but I'm going to do these. You should do uh, these. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you go down and listen to or watch those, even. Because the video's yeah. on the YouTube. 
uh, and come back to us. Space! You know now the situation. Yeah, you you know it because you just Tim Curry time skip to knowing it. Um, yeah. And so, in case people are like, I can't be bothered to watch videos, let's just quickly go over the fact that Steam has said to a bunch of visual novels that if they don't remove all sexual elements that they deem pornographic, uh, they will be removed from the service. Which is cool because it's only affecting visual novels and not things like The Witcher. Which does have the big titty in it. And a big suck in it. (laughs) At least one. Yeah. At least there may be more, but we cannot confirm or deny at this time. Uh, it's almost as if, you know, stop me if you think I'm being fucking ludicrous by saying this, but it's almost as if they're only going for the targets they know they can get away with. Yeah. Uh, something that I talked about in my video on it is the fact that. Potentially as just a side effect of this. Yeah. It's actually getting rid of pretty much most of the uh, gay representation on Steam. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of LGBT representation in general, to be honest, on the platform. Because in the form of visual novels. There wasn't a ton of it again. No, there wasn't. Mm. Especially not the tea part. Um, yes. Very little of that. Uh, and uh, still not many of the other letters. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and one of the things is that um, Kindred Spirits on the Roof is one of the games that has been threatened here. A mm-hmm. uh, game that I talked about a while back on the podcast because I love it, but the main yeah. reason I'm talking about it here isn't just that I really like it; it's that they actually talked to Steam about the game, mm-hmm. showed them everything that could be considered pornographic to some degree. I mean, yes. there's fa- fairly soft sex scenes in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steam told them specifically that what they had was fine. They made sure first, Manga Gamer did, who who were yeah. publishing it in the West. Um, and now they're being told to take that content that they were explicitly told was fine out, or be removed. Yeah. And, like, that's something, isn't it? Yeah. Steam... Uh, it's almost as if Steam just says shit, and then doesn't can't commit to it enough to even remember what it was by the it time c- it comes back up again. I mean, we have it's to assume of, it's intended. Basically, it's the not, Jordan Peterson of game Steam. platforms. Steamed lobster. Steamed lobster. Carry on. Uh, um... <laughs> Uh, so this isn't like Steam isn't the one who um, who has insisted on this specifically. 
it's that other company whose name I suddenly can't remember, and now I feel very embarrassed because I should have prepared for the podcast yeah. before I went on to it. Mr. Looks Chunky Crooks, or whatever it was. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. I'm, it's as likely to be that as anything else. Uh, it's... Ugh, um, something a about exploitation in media now. Yeah, but it, it, it was be... it was some sort of band, this sick filth fucking Yeah. Yeah. I'm just i I'm just um I'm just searching Steam visual novels in case I can find it in the news bit. Uh Space VentureBeat says that it actually undoes a Steam Direct promise. Or some mm. of the promises they made on Steam Direct. Um, well, of course it does. Again, they just say shit and then hope hope nobody will hold them to it. And then when someone yeah. does, they, they make a token gesture towards it by picking on small developers they know can't play back and then put their hands up and say, look, we did something. I hope that's enough. Yeah. Even if it's not got anything to do with anything that they've been accused of. God damn it. I'm trying to... F- I don't think this article on VentureBeat I can't find any mention of the Blumen. This is a really fucking long article. I've never seen one so long on something like this. Weirdly, Christine Love's games haven't been affected. Yeah, I would that have thought something. that she would be a frame mm. target for that. Lady Killer in a Bind hasn't been affected, and that is much more um of a thing. Maybe it's too high profile? Yeah, maybe. It's really odd. I'm gonna I'm gonna somewhat reduce the length of this section. I might keep some oh, of the I fun parts. So. But uh Like it's genuinely infuriating me now. Cause I knew the name at some point. Fucking Henry Chives eighteen wives, what was it? It's that now in my name, it will always be that. Yeah. It's gotta be that now. Okay. Oh, it's not on this one either. Help me. <laughs> Space! Uh, this is something else that is interesting, though, that I found in my search. Uh-huh. Um, is that apparently um, Manga Gamer is going to be moving uh, a bunch of stuff to good old games instead? Well, that's good. That's because, sensible. Uh, yeah. Because Steam is just suddenly... Um, yeah suddenly change their... Uh... I mean, I was going to bring this up. Like, All this is really going to do is just get them to move to other platforms. Like, Steam's not exactly in the good graces of the in- like indie developers right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it you is, can, it is yeah. well past the point where it is invincible. You I think, can, I think yeah. maybe they need to wake up to that or suffer the consequences. I mean, I think they're still under the impression that they're the untouchable force here, and that's increasingly yeah. not the case. They've not got that voice whispering in their ear, you are mortal, and so they just think they're just above mortal concern. Because they've just, they've just been the de facto platform for so long. Space! <laughs> I can't find the name of the company. <laughs> Why? It was everywhere before. <laughs> was it Django Ham and the Biscuit Boys? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, it was those ones, right? They, they did it. Space. Uh, 
Are you okay? Yeah, no, I don't understand. I hate this. Space! What the fuck am I doing? Oh, it's not in this article either. I'm looking myself. I've looked at uh, a bunch of articles and nobody would find it. This is going to be so heavily edited. People are people are going to get like glimpses of this and wonder why I'm going so. Yeah. Uh, Ron yeah. Cordial's Gumption Band. Well, that might have been it. <laughs> Owned, of course, by Ronald Rum. Everyone's familiar with old Uncle Long Ronald Rum. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your main man, Ronald Rum, and I'm gonna tell you the weather every day. The National Center on Sexual Exploitation! Previously it. known as Morality and Media Incorporated. Morality and Media. It's. Yeah. That's it's so annoying because I now completely remember it. Yeah. I mean, I made a video on this and I couldn't remember it, and then I couldn't fucking find anything. The fucking moral gatekeepers. Ah, is bad things happening because of the horror films. Oh, wait, no, it's video games now, we've decided. <laughs> Next, it's going to be swans. So they actually. The, the National Centre on Sexual Exploitation, Morality and Media made a blog yeah. post entitled Victory, Steam to Remove Sexually Explicit and Violent Video Games from Platform. Um, violent? <laughs> yeah, they said violence is a Were they, uh... Were they trying to make this uh, about violence? Was this uh, a backdoor into that argument? Are they, are they maybe, uh... Did they maybe get some games taken down, claimed it was about the violence... And then hope that nobody would look into it. Do you think to make it look like it, they were doing something about the issue that they've kind of used as their flagship? Yeah, yeah. When in the reality, they are a bunch of fucks who have accomplished nothing other than getting a few games to move to a different service. When it comes to accomplishing anything, we don't really want them to accomplish anything. You're so like, oh, I don't. But I will fuck. I will fucking. I am absolutely fine with hammering home the fact that they have accomplished nothing, regardless. Yeah. Because they need to get it through their fucking heads that they are achieving nothing by doing this. Well, all they've really done is manage to um, take down the lowest, um, the lowest culturally culturally relevant subset of uh, sexually explicit games. Yeah, they've well, gotten rid of a load of gay stuff from a very niche. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and now, and obviously they don't really have the clout to get rid of things like um, Dragon Age and things like that. No. Uh, and I guess, I guess uh, Steam can make the argument that um, because there's the there's a lot more gameplay stuff in those sorts of things that it's less prominent. But that's also bullshit. Uh, I mean, this the, entire situation is bullshit. Well, the the reason why this is happening is because um, PayPal has that rule where you can't use it to buy pornography. 
And they're using PayPal to pressure Steam by saying that um, these games Fun. are pornography. Uh, and losing PayPal would be a big hit to Steam. Yeah. Uh, a much bigger hit than um, than losing these very niche to games. to expel the most niche of homosexuals. Yeah. Uh, however... Uh, there is one developer who I am feeling much less sorry for at this point. <sighs> because for one thing, they are not making especially uh, gay games, nor particularly sexually honest games like some of the other ones that are being taken down. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, this is the developer. Um, of the game Honey Pop. Real winners, these. Hmm. So, um, Honey Pop developers said, um, or oh, Honey Pot is the name of the the company that yeah. makes Honey Pop. I remember hearing they'd said something, but I can't actually remember what it was they said. I'm kind of curious. It's to hear an that. anime titty holocaust. <sighs> that's that's quite different from what I thought it was. Oh, well, no, that's what they said. There's, yeah, that that's what they've, they said. I guess I didn't hear the actual. They've also statement. said. Uh, <laughs> they've also said it's a waifu holocaust in other tweets. Ah, uh, that that's just so they've titty used... is the bit of that sentence they decided maybe to walk back. Yeah, definitely not the bit where they literally compared it to the Holocaust. <sighs> I mean, the only response uh, to that is just a big, long, <laughs> drawn out sigh. Yeah. Not that I re- expect much from them to begin with. Well, no, yeah, again, but... like, like, it's not shocking that it happened. But I mean, the, the worst thing is that it's actually actively going to harm it's going to further harm the side of the people who are being um like affected by this yeah and especially and that's especially bad for all of the uh very little gay representation as I say uh I mean Honey Pop is always going to be popular somewhere because it's a popular thing. Yeah. Uh, whereas losing such an important platform for a lot of more niche games with a much different target demographic, namely not um, horny teenagers. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah um... they they have kind of shat the bed for everyone else and walked out relatively unscathed. Yeah. Um, it's just... The whole situation isn't great on any angle, really. Oh, it's a fucking farce, Elodie. Yeah, the whole... Yeah, it is. It doesn't need to be as bad as it is, either. I mean, the re- if the response had been better thought out and they could have applied some public pressure and got people together who can pull their various audiences and maybe made some kind of difference but they've not been too interested in doing that so 
No, they've just decided to compare it to the Holocaust to be edgy. Because that's what we do on the internet. It's much more important then to appeal to the kind of edgy local gamer gamer audience. Get more yeah. sympathy. Yeah, they're now... Like things are being taken off of a platform, and they are now capitalizing on being a controversial thing, when in reality it's just—it's more or less just tits. Yeah, I mean, Honey Pop is—it's a match three game with some hand-drawn boobs in it. It's sad. I mean, I've got to be like—it's kind of a big deal that this has happened, and. Obviously, it is important to be aware of it because, in many ways, this is also kind of potentially as terrifying a precedent to set as something like what uh, the PUBG the PUBG lawsuit Fortnite Boys time was. In the, in the fantasy world, in which they win that, that would be a terrifying. Yeah, that it, it like it's of it's of the same <laughs> level of kind of unfortunate implication for the health of the medium. It, the except the issue but, is that with the public thing, it's not gonna happen. They're not yeah, gonna win. Whereas, whereas, whereas this is kind of in the process of happening. This is already yeah. happening. Yeah, it's a very because the there. the power dynamics very different in this case. This is a very big yeah. corporation with not much to lose. Uh. Uh, crumbling to pressure from a um, an organization such as Morality and Media Incorporated, uh, and the only people who are really losing out are niche titles that include um, non-heterosexual sexuality. Ninety percent of gay representation in video games. Yeah, and probably, so it's near a hundred percent on that particular market of um, of gay representation that is allowed to be honestly sexual and not um, yeah. and not not just, just allude to it, not like pan to the fucking curtains. Yeah. Not allegorical. I mean, there is an issue to be raised here with the fact that, that Honey Pop and the game still are quite exploitative in the way that they portray yeah. it. And it's not well, true I mean, that most of the game's affected by this. It's yeah. completely betrayed by just the fact that they did call it the anime titty holocaust. Like, that's, that's how they see what they're doing. It is just a vector for anime breasts. Yeah. Like, that is... That is the extent of what they are trying to accomplish. There is no greater reason to do it. It is just look at the boobs. What we have, yeah. Well, Give that us was some the... money for them, please. That was their response, and Maggie Gamer's response in terms of things like um, Kindred Spirits on the Roof is um, this is threatening livelihoods, and we need to find a solution to it. Yeah. Which kind of shows you the difference in maturity between the. Uh, the developers of Honey Pop and the distributor and translator of uh, things like Kindred Spirits and stuff. Also the much greater sense of community responsibility, because they are specifically highlighting that it affects livelihoods in yeah. the way they phrased it. They're talking about the clothing of game of their own. So it's it's, it's not just about the breasts. Yeah. There, there are... There are fucking employees attached to this. There's employees. There's there the are fact wages that, happening. There's the fact that it's going to massively um, 
massively lowered the accessibility of uh, gay representation in video games. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the average person isn't going to go to good old games. Yeah. The average person yeah. might have Steam. That's a niche market. Yeah, it's a niche market being moved to a niche market, whereas before it was a niche market within a mainstream market. Which actually had a chance of, of, of getting some kind of... Well, that was the thing. Like yeah. As niche as it was, there was a chance of someone finding it. I mean, I saw, because I, I expressed interest in visual novels at various points, I would sometimes see some fairly obscure ones pop up. I mean, I'm, I do quite a bit. Just I do quite a bit just because, um, because of the fact that a lot of games that I've played are visual novels, especially gay ones. I get a lot of gay mm. visual novels recommended to me now. Yeah, you wouldn't get that. But, with Gog. You don't get that. Statement. No, you don't get that with Gog, and even even less of that. Not as many people use Gog Galaxy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of unstable and faulty. <laughs> yeah, Gog. Gog, for all the good about it, isn't a mainstream marketplace like Steam is. And Steam is constantly squandering the fact that they are pretty much the only mainstream marketplace for video games that isn't the fucking Microsoft store. Mm-hmm. On PC, I mean. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is something like if... Um, can you imagine what it would be like if a bunch of games were forced to go onto fucking, um... Oh, I can't remember the name of the website now. I shouldn't have started my sentence before I remembered the name of the website. <laughs> What's it called? What's that place where you get games from it? Um, it itch.io. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, um... It's like... It's like they're being shunted into itch.io, basically. Yeah. Neither, neither Itchio nor Gog is going to get them nearly as much recognition as Steam does, and there isn't really an alternative. Hmm. Itchio and Gog are probably the two best options to go with for now, but they're not good options. It's just kind of, it's not a good situation all around. No, I, I mean, yeah, it hurt, it's. I think it hurts the overall indie industry in a way that. Kind of yet to be seen. It could be quite a quite unpredictable effect. Yeah, well, it's I almost mean... as if the people responsible were did not fully comprehend the actual ramifications of what they were doing. Or they just don't care. <laughs> I think that's well. That's the thing. thing. I mean, what are the chance that any of them think about homosexuals at all? It's much more likely they don't give a shit. Like, yeah, like the, none of them will even have like. Thought that some of the stuff was gay, probably. But even if yeah. this, even if this results in like a nuclear problem and if we do like a major collapse of a certain like game industry, the biggest still get to walk away with their money at the end of the day. They've got no reason to care, and it, they, they, their uh, behavior yeah, they, up until they, this point they is demonstrating pretending to have proven a point because they got something that wasn't big to yeah. change. That's the thing is, it's not big to any of these big companies, but it's big to the people it affects. That's, in terms yeah, of, that's the yeah. thing. Like, the, the scale is relative. The only thing that is being affected are the people making the games, and it well, is a, neg- a negative. The people there's, making there's the games. There's not less of this kind of stuff in the world. 
it's not less prevalent in mainstream. All this is accomplished is to make people's lives unnecessarily difficult for reasons that, to be honest, they probably haven't fully thought out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean it's a, no, it's in fact, a... step further, clearly haven't fucking thought out. Because no. <laughs> they did this in the first place. Well, obviously, they're thinking about it in terms of, like, oh, it's a slippery slope. We'll go in, we'll go and grab fucking Mass Effect next. Yeah. If people can have sex, what's to stop people from turning into guns? <clears throat> and it just... Fucking knee-jerk. Clueless. Yeah. And it just... I mean... I I don't talk about this that much on here, but I'm I'm a gay trans woman. I mm-hmm. Josh, you're you're some level of gay. I don't know what. I ain't straight. <laughs> I've never really felt the need to narrow it down beyond that. Yeah, I know that much. Martin, you're um, you're some level. Of <laughs> <laughs> I you're know. Here. You're here. You're queer. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. We're yeah. used to it. Uh, none of us... None of us get to particularly see ourselves in things that often, is no. what I'm trying to say. Mm. And neither do a lot of people. And I think that's part of part of why, even though we got quite a... Part of what I've been... What people have said they like about it is that we do offer a perspective that's less than... Like, just the same... A bunch of uh, a bunch of cis straight guys talk about video games. I mean, that is what the podcast world in general, even moving away from video games. I mean, that's the world in general. Uh, this is not. There's very little like proportional diversity in that in that in that broader world. Like even the higher profile ones that do like don't hold a candle to some of the other stuff, mm-hmm. like in terms of just listenership. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even with things that are very inclusive. Like the Adventure Zone, hmm. that's um, that's pretty popular. The problem is that it's still a bunch of straight white cis guys. No matter how hard they try, that's as evidenced still... by some of the conversations I've heard them have. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's the um, it's the thing. Hmm. Is that nothing like that is ever going to get to the the level of popularity of something else. Yeah. Uh, and that that's obviously the case. Mm. But taking away the platform of that is just making it more difficult for people who don't get to see themselves in media to find anything like that, which just results in more alienation. And I know it's... People are going to probably just well, say like, that... I mean, that alienation is the entire reason that this got any traction in the first place. Like, for as niche as it is, like, there's there's a reason people care about this story. Like, these kinds of games have become, like, a pretty, like, sizable talking point. Like, even if people don't, like, couldn't name individual ones off the top of their heads, they're aware that this stuff is out there. Yeah, they're weird. You know, like, they the know broad culture. Like, like we all know, fucking Dream Daddy exists. We all know Lady Killer in a Bind exists. You know, these games are out there. 
And like, like this situation is exactly what created the demand in the first place. This is, like, it's going to fucking come back. They've just inconvenienced, like, just potentially destroyed the livelihoods of the people in this current wave of that. Without really, for no benefit, because yeah, it's just going any, to come back. For not, no, without putting any real in the overall uh, solidness of the culture itself, it's going to come back. It's going to be yeah. rebuilt, if, if indeed that is necessary, at some point. But in the meantime, you're leaving all this human wreckage behind that didn't need to be there. Exactly. Like, the, the only damage is collateral. Yeah. Like, nothing has, nothing has been impacted on that was the intended target. And that, I think, is what is perhaps the most insulting part of this entire situation. Uh, so I think that pretty much wraps up what we wanted to talk about, all that Steam stuff. Yeah. Uh, Terrible situation. Yeah. Talking of sad messes, you know what it's time for now? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've got to be honest, I feel kind of bad for giving it so much fanfare now. Because, oh. uh, like, if I'm, if I'm being completely blunt with you, I've not got anything for a deep thought this week. I've just been so busy, what with, like, the moon stuff and, like, the, the recent ghost shenanigans that happened and just a bunch of athletes disappearing to other universes I've just not had time to think deeply I I I I plumb forgot to come up with anything so what I'm gonna do instead is hide uh, in a cupboard downstairs uh, the two of you have got this. You can you can just just take five minutes. Just you know, just carry carry the show, carry the, do some deep thoughts of your own. I'm gonna I'm gonna go hide from any potential repercussions. Okay, I, I'm going. Oh, I'm like I'm I'm leaving the room. Oh. Hey, Martin. Hey, Elodie. What's the deal with airplane food? <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> a joke about it being bad. <laughs> Oh, that's such a fun, deep thought we had. Very deep, very deep. We've all been on here. We can all relate to this incident and the jokes about yeah. it. Yeah. This is to cope yeah. with the misery of everyday life. <laughs> Josh, are you here yet? Hey. What? Hey. Down here. <laughs> Look down here. I'm looking down here. No, here. I'm looking down here. No, on, no, on the chair. I'm d- the chair. There isn't. Oh, f- f- I, the there's puppet. No, there's no chair look at in the my puppet. room. I have a chair. Really, but look at the puppet. Is the puppet? The puppet. Yeah, that's right. I'm a puppet Ooh, with the voice of Willem Dafoe, oh. and I got a proposition <laughs> for you. Well, don't just sit there. Pick me up. Well, I can't because I don't have a chair, which means you're not here. So, Martin, Come you're going to have to pick up the puppet. Here's the sound of me picking up the puppet. That's better. Now, listen up, you two. Okay. 
Okay. I got this great idea. It's for a new tech startup that's gonna disrupt the blockchain. But the problem is, it's a great idea. We're gonna make a lot of money. But the problem is, I need funds to get started. That's where the two of you come in. I need you to rob a bank for me. I was hoping that's where this was going, because otherwise I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have very yeah. much money. I also don't have many bank robbing skills. I mean, it can be Don't that worry. Difficult. You're gonna be fine. Come on. We got so, this. I'm gonna get this whole thing figured out. Don't worry. Do I just walk into a Barclays and and take it? Yeah, just, I'll walk you, you through the entire plan. Don't worry. All you gotta do is just go in there, get the money, get back out, and then boom, we're disrupting the blockchain. What do you say, pal? Do we got a deal? Well, I have a long history of agreeing to ill-advised deals, so I think I'm gonna go for this. I... I'm alright, thank you. What are you guys doing? There's a puppet propositioning oh, Martin. For sake, it's him. It's a puppet and it Ma- propositioned Martin and Martin. Elodie, I warned you, but. Hey, Martin, are you playing around with that cursed puppet with the voice of Willem Dafoe? I just. I like it. It's cute. Oh, f- <laughs> I fucking warned you about the. Did he try and convince you to commit crimes with promises of disrupting the blockchain? Yeah, he did. Martin, I fucking warned you about this. I know. Like, see, I mean, I remembered your warning, and that's why I was reticent to join. So, I, wonder, I did. I did in, in my defence, I did say in advance I have a long history of making ill-advised deals. You be quiet, right, Martin? We're gonna have words about this after the show. As for you, you little wooden fuck, you are going back in the box. No. You, you are going back in the... I don't want to go... No, you're going back in the... Fuck off! You're going back in the... Bo- Look, here's the box... No, you can't put me back in there! Come on! No, you're going back in the box... I'm General Werther's. I'm still in here from the last time. Oh, no, God, oh, wow. you can't put me in there with him! You can't! I can and I will. No, don't put me in the box! I'm putting you in the box and I'm General Werther's. No, no, get me. <laughs> I'm glad he survived the War on the Moon, even if the um, even if General Werther's not that one didn't. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get a bigger box. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it gets good. Council stopped there. emptying this one. Right. So I uh, guess that was Josh's deep thought. That's gonna have to be it. I've got yeah. I've got nothing this week. We had some great deep uh, thoughts there lately. I'm sure I look forward to hearing that back. Uh, yeah. Anyway, do we want do we do we have any recommendations to make? I mean, I don't because I've been doing my dissertation for the last two weeks and I haven't played any. That's a games, fair enough really. reason. I played a bit of Halo Five yesterday. This is really both <laughs> the most independent of games. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, by indie studio Microsoft. Don't know if you've heard. <laughs> you know that, that that little independent studio of maybe three or four people. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's literally my only video games, apart from I did a tiny bit of shiny hunting on Pokemon, which, again... Yeah. Do... 
I so like I'll hand it over to you if you guys have anything you want to talk about. Uh, but otherwise, it, I we've talked a bunch this episode. This has been like a if, long. If we just want a little note to end on, I've got something that I can recommend people should check out. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, I want I want to start this by saying, I am not necessarily suggesting that people should buy this game. Okay. Uh, I would definitely say that you should look into its existence. I can't speak to the quality of it. I've only played about ten minutes of it. But people need to realise that this was a thing that was made by people. Human beings created this. It is a game called uh, Bound. Okay. It's a game from... That era, it's published by Ubisoft from that sort of era where they were going, oh, indie games, look, oh, we're making the little things, we're go- we're good still, you see, before they just, be- before they just doubled down completely on their live services bullshit. Um. So yeah, the game is called Bound, and I ha- I have a picture on my Twitter. Of me with a styrofoam egg with a question mark drawn on it, on my mouth. Yeah. Uh, looking shocked, and the caption is, "You just don't understand my art." <laughs> <laughs> this game is that. Oh, that sounds exciting. This is, this is what someone who doesn't like art thinks art is. Oh, great. And. Just bath like the character moves in ballet exclusively. Uh, hmm. Everything is a ballet move, often to the detriment of practicality, playability, and just there being a point at all. And the opening is just a woman walks into the sea for a bit. You're not supposed to walk into the sea. But just, uh, just there's a pregnant woman on a beach for a bit, and she sits down, and then cut immediately to some sort of cyberspace ballerina in a world full of cubes, uh, just dancing. And I got, I got as far as the first time you see the uh, the ledge crawl animation, is and it, it is so. Painfully fucking slow and annoying because it had to be ballet. So, like, people need to realize that this was made. (laughs) I will definitely be taking notes on this one. Bound? You can't fucking miss it. You'll know it when you see it. This was a thing human beings made, unironically, (laughs) as far as I can work out. IGN gave it a 7, but they gave everything a 7. Of course they did. <laughs> Seven means really awful for IGN, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> it's the lowest score. Yeah. According to Geek.com, Bound will help you dance away your childhood trauma. Ah. It seems unlikely. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would Get be nice. Get in the fucking ocean, Bound. Ah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I'm actually thinking of recording gameplay of it at some point because, like, there needs to be, like, filmed evidence. I'm sure it exists already. 
but I just need I just need to add to it because I cannot stress enough. This was a thing people made for reasons. And I I need to know what those reasons were. And if you can tell us what those reasons were, we've, there's a free copy of Half-Life 2 on Steam in it for you. We will get rid of this if it kills us. If it's the last thing we do. Yeah. Which it will uh, be. We'll hand over the copy of Half-Life 2 and we'll just collapse into a pile of ash. Yeah. That's, um, mission that's how... Time. That's how we can go back to heaven. Yeah, it's the it's the only way. Yeah, uh, we've been sent back to us to finish our um, worldly duties. Yeah, namely, uh, getting this. rid of a copy of Half Life Two on yeah. Steam. Yeah, by any means necessary. So, unless you have anything you want to say, Martin, we can um, round out. I don't really have many recommendations. I just moved to a new place really recently. I've not had a lot of time to look into stuff. But since we mentioned Christine Love in this episode, I will rec- heartily recommend everything to her. <laughs> um, yeah, that, and you know what? That that's a good that's a good recommendation to make. Yeah. Like if if that if it's available in any form, go and check out all of the stuff yeah. those clueless fuckers had taken off of Steam. Yeah, I yeah, mean Christine Love stuff is all really good. It's all really creative, and some of it's free. Uh, you may one of the ones that people don't know about. Most people are familiar with well, who like these kinds of things are familiar with, like, digital love story and analog between Lady Killer and a Vine, but a lot of people haven't heard of one of her early ones called Don't Take It Personally, Babe, It Just Ain't Your Story. I've got that downloaded, and I still haven't fucking played it. It's really good. (laughs) It's a really clever, kind of dark little story about, um, kind of, uh, digital monitoring in a high school, and I won't spoil anything for you, but it is pretty damn good. Well, it's really cleverly thought out. Yeah. uh, yeah, so, yeah, check that out. Uh, I guess while we're doing this, I'll re-recommend that people play Kindred Spirits on the Roof, because it's just... Yeah. It's just a it's just a very lovely game, and it's one of the most honest depictions of, um, of being gay and not understanding what it means to be gay that I've... Mm. And coming to terms with it, and all things like that. It's just so good and I think you should play it and I think the only real way we can have any, like, any way of changing this decision from Steam is that if everyone starts buying these games, I guess. But, I don't know. <sighs> hmm. It's. I mean, this is just going to become another nail in Steam's coffin one way or the other. Like, it did not need more ways to look bad. So it is, just, it, they still, I just mean, keep hammering on it. It is going it is to come back and fight them eventually. The, the question just is when and how many other people have to get ruined by it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So yeah, shall we do self-promotion now? Mm, let's do that. Yeah. Uh, since you're the guest, Martin, why don't you go first this oh, time? Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> um, well, you can <laughs> Demoted find... from fifth host great <laughs> I'm not even a proper host anymore uh, you can find me in a couple of places um, I've got stuff on Indie Haven uh, and my name is Martin Bryson Mark, Martin with a Y by the way uh, and Marty N yes Martin I've heard it pronounced a lot of different ways Markson Mark is Wine. the most fun one that I get <laughs> 
that's uh, weird. I sometimes deliberately read it as Mark Twine because I find it funny. I kind of like that. That has a nice twang to it. I enjoy that. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at uh, at Fry Freiburger. That's F R I E F R I E B U R G E R. One day I'll find out what the fuck that means. Yeah, we'll save it. We'll save it for maybe what I'm posting in a third episode. <laughs> I'll prepare a little thing <laughs> for it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I also manage the uh, the Haven Facebook and Twitter account, so you can update me there. Uh, I have a Tumblr I've not used in a while that I need to update, and that is the Dead Y Scrolls. And yeah, put me up on Facebook if you want to. Say hi. And, I think and Im- import. And what the- oh, of course. <laughs> no, I was going to leave that for you to do, but I should probably do it. Oh, uh, yeah, so should... there is a Pokemon design rating show I do with Elodie called Elodie and Martin Pokemon Rating Thing. Or Import. Well, Import. For, sure. <laughs> for sure. Import. And we have a bunch of episodes up right now, uh, and we should have more coming up quite soon. Yeah, uh, precisely yeah. four currently. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, you get back to us with your feedback and whether or not you agree, because we've had some fun conversations about that so far. Yeah, and somehow we've managed to constantly agree despite having very controversial opinions. Yeah, so, so far. So far. We'll yeah. see how that gets that trend continues. You can only play the odds for so long. <laughs> I mean I mean I'm pre- I'm in any case, I was gonna I was gonna start talking about my weird Pokemon opinions, but I'll leave that for the show. <laughs> <Go on. laughs> yeah. Go go watch it. Uh, you so just Josh. have to check out the show to find out what those opinions were. Yes, me. Yes, you. Do Not it. Not me. You were the one who said it, but me. <laughs> currently speaking. Hi, it's me, Josh. You. I'm a I'm a fucking who boy. <laughs> wow, I'm gonna need you to tone down the comedy. It's too much. It's too <laughs> funny. It's too funny. Yeah. It's a it's a bit high concept for my tastes. Thank you very much. Uh, you can find you can find me on Twitter at Jam Tyrant. You can find me on YouTube. Uh, look for the Abominable Showman. I got part two of uh, the Shadow of the Colossus remaster full playthrough. Uh, that's finally done. It ended up. It turned out quite well, uh, despite everything. Um, um, so if if you just want to watch a man unravel. Then, you, uh, can, you can go and watch that. And you I can do. also find Josh's channel by going onto my channel and uh, looking at the sidebar bit with the recommended channels because he's on there hey. in my good friends then, then, and then, favorites and then that, section. That way you get both in. Yeah, like you get both promotions in. It's the, that synergy. It's brand yeah. synergy. Maximizing raisin your brand reach. synergy. And you you can also, of course, find me on Indie Haven, where soon, uh, I would hope before this comes out, it's like it's actually already up. It's just on the back end, waiting to be kind of looked at and have the seal of approval put on it. Uh, a new worth mentioning: uh, a follow-up piece to the thing I did on Warframe, because I figured. You know, it's easy to be the guy who points out the problem with the way free-to-play games do certain things. I wanted to be the guy who points out the Zen pinball. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully you'll be that's a thing you'll be able to look at by the time this episode goes up. So go hey. look for that indiehaven.com or just look for indiehaven on YouTube or look for worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's all of my stuff what I've done. 
So should, should I? Should I do it? Should I? You're gonna have to. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at KemiWord, C-H-E-M-Y words. Um, same on Patreon. Still got no one paying me money. I might actually start updating the Patreon if some of you fucking give me some cash. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, you can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash Ella D. Cunningham because I got a fancy new fancy new uh, custom URL um, I gus- ah. gussied the place up a bit you can go and watch Import there if you want more Martin as well uh, hopefully I should have a new Gungan watch up soon because I got some new Gungan related stuff so that'd be fun mm. Uh and you can find the music for this podcast and all my other music at chemicalwordsmith.bandcamp.com So Josh, what's your advice to round us out this time? Eat your breakfast! <laughs> oh, for fuck's Mo Farah, how did you get back in here? <laughs> You've stopped... No, don't go back to Niffle Hut. Mm. Bye, everyone. He just wants to Bye. go to the land of the frost giants. Bye. Oh, jeez. Mo Farah <laughs> has emerged from the land of ice to completely fucking steal my thunder for the last time. Oh yeah, this is my birthday episode, by the way, because it's just a couple of days after my birthday. Sorry, I thought I'd say so. Happy, oh, happy birthday. birthday on the podcast for a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, that was probably I probably should have waited for between segments, but I just yeah, thought well, of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's my podcast birthday. With the magic of editing, you can now make it anywhere you want. <laughs> I, I mean, won't, not no. now. We've referenced it too much. <laughs> True. Uh, it, if you say happy birthday to me on Twitter, I'll give you a copy of Half-Life 2 on stream. Because no, still no one. No searches. I mean, I've seen the listen numbers. I mean, people are listening to this podcast. Not like many people, I Why? guess. But yeah, I know. But people are listening to it. And I've made it so fucking easy that people must just be actually avoiding getting this copy of Half-Life 2 on Steam. I because, <laughs> I mean, the last the last one was literally just tell us you got Josh's joke and I'd give yeah, it to if you. if you know you who the Ginyu Force are. You could yeah, fucking I, Google it. You could Google it online or whatever and I would have given you a game. But nobody did. And this time, if they say happy birthday to me... I'll give them the fucking game. It's I need to get rid of this. More and more. <laughs> I mean, the first one was to make a fucking wiki for this podcast, so we have lowered it quite a bit. Quite significantly. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Podhaven.